Welcome to Highway Freaks. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host. Introducing my road crew from British Columbia, Canada, Cruising Corinne and Motorhead Mark. From Indiana, it's Ghost Hunter Greg and our Canadian singer, songwriter, and truck driver, GM Blacktop. Produced by Calgary's Power Path. We are Highway Freaks, real truckers, real life. Welcome to Highway Freaks. And this is Bry Guy, your road dog host. This is visit number 63. And uh, we've been gone for a while. A lot of changes. Uh, we are going to be switching days. And that basically means that we're also going to be switching producers. So um, we have a new producer. Um, we're not sure what we're going to call him yet. I'm calling him Computer Guy Will for now. Uh, but uh, if he's got a different name, he'll let us know. Uh, we have just been informed that Ghost Hunter Greg has taken illness, so he won't be on the podcast tonight. Uh, we send all our best wishes. Cruz uh, and Corinne is on, GM Blacktop's on, and James P. White from Cruise FM, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, 95.7 Cruise FM. You guys can actually catch him on the radio player app. Or you can Google Cruise FM, and it will come up on various places that you can listen to uh, Jimmy, who's actually one-third of a morning crew that uh, is on Cruise FM called The Locker Room. So there's the plug for you, Jimmy. Um, okay, so we are going to talk about a few things tonight. Uh, we got uh, so many things to talk about in the news. There's been a lot of crazy stuff that's happened. Uh, let's start with Cruise and Corinne. What do you get, what's on your mind tonight? I will be talking about Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. Okay. Jimmy, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm going to be doing a review of uh, the Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give any spoilers for those who haven't seen it. I'm just going to do a review and a quick story about the uh, McRib. Right, right. Actually, uh, highway freaks out there don't know that uh, I truly believe the Cruise M FM morning team was really wholly responsible for bringing uh, the McRib back to Canada because uh, it wasn't a thought seven or eight months ago, but these guys persisted and persisted, and the end result was it. Uh, it's now in uh, McDonald's in Alberta, and I think there's even in Saskatchewan, too, if I'm not uh, mistaken, so um, as well. GM, you're doing a new thing tonight. It's called Off the Cuff with GM. What are we going to be discussing? What's on your mind there, buddy? Now, Off the Cuff is designed to just get people thinking and talking about things that may have entered their head for the day or last few days, or could be an event, could be an idea, could be a memory, could be just just. Anything that, uh, you know, could be a, oh, I don't know, could be a theory, could be anything, just anything off the cuff, just rather than rehearsed or, or researched, it's just something that pops up and I'll, of course, start with it and, and uh, go around the panel and see what everybody thinks. All right. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. Okay. Um, and uh, if you guys have not heard uh, the uh, 
the stuff in the news lately has just been shocking. We had the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I think it's like a gangland shooting that happened in their parade the other day. Um, quite shocking, quite shocking indeed. And, uh, um, well, what else is in the news? Anybody got anything to share what happened this week? Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, that was an amazing Super Bowl. That that was going back and forth, and and uh, yeah. I got I won myself a few a few bucks on that. That was good. It, so it really sucked in the end, though. For me, it did anyway. Yeah, you're a Forty ers fan, and I am. You're you were a Lions fan second, so you you kind of kind of lost both of those, didn't you? Oh, uh -huh. It's rubbing yeah. it in. Yeah, I know, I know. I've got to do that <laughs> if I can, right? So, exactly, exactly. So, um, and um, we're going to start with uh, James P. White, Jimmy, from Cruise FM. Um, I want to, first of all, find out how on earth did you bring the McRib, which was literally dormant for over a decade from McDonald's. How did you bring that back and uh, tell our freaks out there what you did? Okay, I couldn't say that we 100% brought it back, but we were a huge part of it. Uh, one, we heard a rumor that they were thinking about bringing it back. So we contacted head office uh, a number of times. We called and we kind of petitioned. And we one of our first calls was actually with a uh, one, one of their... Uh, uh, lady, one of the ladies at like reception or something, she had no idea what the McRib was. And she's like, as far as we know, there's no, uh, no plans to bring it back. But within a couple of months, they announced that they were going to premiere it in Ontario. They premiered it in about uh, three different cities and said, if it goes well in these three cities, uh, you know, we're going to bring it back to all of Canada. So s supposedly the McRib is everywhere uh, in Canada, not just not just Alberta. It's supposed to be in BC. It's uh, like that's what they were saying. It just it depended on the, the franchise, whether or not they wanted to bring it in themselves. So so we we pushed for them to get it. We called the mayor of these different towns. We called the McDonald's in some of these uh, some of these cities in Ontario. Uh, they they were in the greater Toronto area, not directly in Toronto, but we we pushed, and then we heard shortly thereafter it was coming coming to uh, all of Canada, and we had it here in Edmonton, and actually on the day that it was released, uh, we couldn't make it, but the next day, I uh, we brought about twenty people, and we just mowed down on them. I. I actually ended up taking home about ten, but and froze a couple. But but the funny thing is, is we talked to the manager. We we talked to the manager, and uh, with the, talking to the manager, we we found out that it's supposed to last till the end of February, but it also depends on the franchise location. So if they actually have more product than than. They could sell. They're gonna keep selling it until it uh, is is gone. So it could go to the middle of March even, 
Okay, so uh, what I'll do now is that I t- talked about the uh, the McRib. I'll go on to actually one of the big things I wanted to talk about was actually Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. So one thing I do on our radio show on the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM is I do something it's called, it used to be called Midget at the Movies, but now we call it Jimmy at the Movies. Uh, I'm talking about Aquaman, uh, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. It was a very well done movie. You know, the cast was like a, a lot of the, from the original movie. So Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry, as well as Aquaman. Uh, Patrick Wilson as as uh, Orem. We had Nicole Kinman as as the Queen. Uh, Dolph Lundgren uh, as and as well as uh, I. I'm not going to say his name, but he played Black Manta. I, I'm totally going to butcher his name. But they also did have uh, Mira, who was played by. I forgot what her name is, but everybody knows her. Uh, so it, it's going to come to me. But but the thing is, so it was a really well done movie. It, it was a lot more action and more relatable than I think the first uh, the first movie was because it dealt a lot with you know the 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 fight that we're having in, in the world right now, dealing with uh, the global crisis, uh, like you know global warming and the ice caps melting and and stuff like that so it was really well done it had a great story there was amber heard that who play is who played mira i knew it was going to come to me so um so they went all the way through the the whole movie uh they introduced uh, like uh, with uh black manta he still had a quest to kill Aquaman because in the first movie which most people probably have seen Aquaman actually killed his uh, killed Black Manta's father and it just was I thought it was really well done I like the special effects were awesome one thing that really got me excited was when this time he actually came out on his uh his seahorse which he called Thunder because if you anyone who's watched the original uh, you know animated series when we were kids so that was back in the uh late 70s early 80s he rode a seahorse so you know i thought that was that was awesome that really got me going but the story was good how it related to you know the 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 war between the land and the sea and it really f- focused on uh, Arthur or Aquaman being the bridge between both growing up on the land and being the king of the sea. The special effects were good. It was action most of the way through it, and I just really loved it. It was a it was a really good movie, and that's about it. That's about what I got for the Aquaman thing. So Amber Turd oh heard. <laughs> She how long was she in the movie for? Uh she she was in there uh for about twenty to twenty-five minutes. They they really cut her back. Um in some spots it felt like she was in longer than that. But but yeah, she was she was only in for they she was supposed to be in for a lot of the movie, but you know, with all the stuff going on with Johnny with the Johnny Depp 
stuff between her and him. Uh, yeah, she was cut back to about at the most twenty five minutes. I didn't, I didn't time each scene, but it seemed about that. Was it noticeable, Jimmy? That uh, that she was, uh, but they did it in such a way because she she at the the beginning she got injured, and so they kept her out of most of the movie, and then towards the end, where uh, where she needed to go with Aquaman to deal with something. I'm not giving, I don't want to give uh, any right. Spoil- I, gotcha. I don't want to give spoilers as to what happened, but yeah. You were saying, Corinne? No, I was just saying, spoiler alert. <laughs> don't want to give it away. Yeah, that's that's so, what I was trying not to do. So you, uh, you rate Tabor Corn on your midget at the movies or uh jimmy at the movies <laughs> pardon the pun and so um we rate our movie reviews by air fresheners so out of five air fresheners what would you give it okay so is five good or is five bad five is the best and one is the worst i'd i'd, I'd give it a five i but i'm i'm a huge comic book nerd i love i love watching the comic book movies and I especially love how they, like, a lot of people don't when they don't follow the movies, they don't like it, or the comic books. But I but I like the creative license, of, you know, changing things up where it's not exactly like what the comic book would have released. I right. I like that because it's more creative. There's a, You don't see that. So, yeah, I gave it a five out of five. Okay, five air fresheners out of five. So that is obviously worth uh, going to see. And um, maybe next time you can give us a review on Deadpool 3. I don't know when that comes out, but when it does, we'll definitely be looking for your review on that. Deadpool 3 comes out uh, uh, in July 26th, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be a while. Okay. And I think I stand corrected. I said 63 was the visit on here uh, for our episode of Highway Freaks. I believe it's 62. Is that right, Corinne? Yeah, we're on 62. I was going to let you know later. Okay. Well, you you, you can correct the host anytime you oh, like, okay. Corinne. I didn't want to jump in and, and <laughs> interrupt. Yeah. Okay. So we have, well, we had Greg fall out, but then we've got Motorhead Mark. But Corinne, we lost a iconic uh celebrity uh last week and uh, everybody knows who apollo creed is but not a lot of people know the history and the life of the guy that actually did that named carl weathers so we're going to take a break and then when i come back i'll let you talk about carl weathers and his life so this is gm blacktop's song uh, we always feature GM Blacktop, and um, we're featuring some stuff from his old and stuff from his new stuff. And uh, this time, I decided we are going to feature some uh, kind of a mix of everything. So let's start with some GM Blacktop old music called On and On. And GM, if you want to comment on that song, you're more than welcome to. And this is here, right here on Highway Freaks. Of my dreams got off 
behind me on your stay She didn't know that I was the man that could love her forever She didn't see me or it wasn't meant to be this time But I wonder if she knew in her soul That I was the love of her life So on and on The highway goes With the blink of an eye Our faith passes by And leaves us still alive The tide's gonna turn For me someday Until then I'll just go All alone Up and down the interstate Waiting for my turn At a twist of fate Cup of coffee in a diner way up in Fort Wayne. A waitress there with too many tables for just two hands. She took my breath away, but I didn't say a word. met one time but she had to get back to work so on and on the highway goes with the blink of an eye our fate passes by and leaves us still alone the time Well, that was On and On. That's a song I wrote uh, about uh, missing your fate in life sometimes, you know, and the song was about, you know, driving down the highway and, and, you know, looking at somebody in the car next to you and her looking at you or whatever the case may be. And, that could be the love of your life, but she just goes off to the next interstate or the next exit or, or, you know, meeting a waitress and she's just too busy to talk to you. And, you know, it's a song basically about you never really know who you're talking to because nobody takes the time to, to get to know or they just don't have the time. So I enjoyed writing that song. It was uh, an oldie, but in my opinion, it was a goodie. And uh, 
Now we're going to hear from Cruzin Corinne, all the way from Victoria. Yeah, I have some information, background about his life and things he did. Mm. Alrighty, so we'll go into it. So, in 1976, a sports drama, Rocky, written by a no-name at the time, Sylvester Stallone, hit the big screen. Little did anyone know that this movie franchise would develop the following and the fan base that it has, spanning now almost 50 years. There is a grand total of nine movies in the Rocky series. This includes the three Creed movies as well. Apparently, talks are in the works to film and release even more chapters to the series. Even our very own Bry Guy became a huge fan of the Rocky phenomenon, saying he identifies with Rocky and even named his new rig Adrian after one of the main characters, Rocky's wife. One of the most recognizable supporting characters was Apollo Creed. He was the heavyweight champ who, in the first movie, called upon Rocky for a fight. This larger-than-life character was played by actor Carl Weathers. I still remember watching the original Rocky seeing Apollo Creed for the first time, and I wondered how the hell Rocky was supposed to fight him. Apollo Creed was six foot two and 220 pounds, and Rocky was um, on the lighter side of the heavyweight division at 5'11 and 190 pounds. But it is the movie, so anything goes. Sadly, Carl Weathers, a former football player, actor, and director, passed away on February 1st uh, at the age of 76. Carl was born January 14th, 1948, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Throughout his school years, he excelled as an athlete, achieving an athletic scholarship to a private high school, St. Augustine High, high School. He was in gymnastics, judo, Carl played football throughout his high school and college years. He was a defensive end for Long Beach City College and San Diego State Brothers. Former football player, actor, and director passed away on February 1st at the age of 76. Carl was born January 14, 1948 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Throughout his school years, Carl excelled as an athlete, achieving an athletic scholarship to a private high school, St. Augustine High, high School. Sorry. He was involved in boxing, gymnastics, judo, soccer, wrestling, and of course football. Carl played football through his high school and college years. He was a defensive end for Long Beach City College and San Diego State Aztecs. He spent the 1970 season in the NFL playing for the Oakland Raiders as a linebacker. Apparently John Madden cut Carl from the team, claiming Carl was being too sensitive. His teammates and opposing team players definitely saw a different side of Carl out on the field. But his football career wasn't over quite yet. Carl gave the CFL a try and signed with the BC Lions. He played two seasons, 1971-72 and 72-73, before retiring from football in 1974 to pursue acting. And just after Carl's passing, I was listening to Vancouver uh, radio station Seafox and their morning crew, and they were talking about Carl's time in Vancouver with the Lions. And they played an interview of him stating how much he enjoyed his time in Vancouver and the, the people, the residents of Vancouver. 
While Carl was playing for the BC Lions, he was working towards earning his bachelor's degree in drama from San Francisco State University and started auditioning for commercials. He admitted to lying about his acting credentials in the beginning. He stated, if you run scared, you'll never get what you want. Some of his pre-Rocky roles included Bucktown, Good Times, Kung Fu, Barnaby Jones, and even Starsky and Hutch. Then the Rocky franchise was created. Rumor has it that one reason Carl was awarded the role of Apollo Creed was that he criticized Sylvester Stallone's acting during one of the auditions. So I was kind of wondering if it went to fisticuffs right then and there after that comment. Carl was involved with Rocky phenomenon as his character Apollo Creed through the first four Rocky movies spanning from 1976 until Rocky IV in 1985. He won many roles in many movies, TV shows, and voiceovers in between the Rocky movies and post-Rocky. Some of these include Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Predator, Action Jackson, and Hurricane Smith. He even had a shot of hosting Saturday Night Live in 1988 and made a guest appearance in 2003. Another very recognizable movie Carl co-starred in with Adam Sandler is the comedy Happy Gilmore. He played the role of Chubbs Peterson, a golf legend who was teaching Happy how to golf and who had a hand bit off by an alligator, so he sported a fake wooden hand through the movie. Through all, all of the physically demanding years in football and the years filming Rocky, it was the filming of Happy Gilmore that Carl suffered a back injury that caused him pain for the rest of his life. A stunt where he fell out of a window on seeing the head of the alligator that claimed his hand went wrong. Carl got caught against the wall of the building, damaging two vertebrae, and osteophytes grew out and in the area, and it caused his back to fuse. He had to deal with this injury for the rest of his life. There was no fixing it. Other movies and television shows Carl was in include Little Nicky, The Sasquatch Gang, The Comebacks, Toy Story 4, Arrested Development, ER, Chicago PD, Law & Order, Special Victims Unit, and most recently, The Mandalorian. Considering his long list of roles, Carl was only nominated for a few acting awards. The one award he did win was for his voice work. In his personal life, Carl had been married and divorced three times. He had two sons, Matthew and Jason, with his first wife, Marianne Castle. Carl's cause of death had been, has been listed as cardiovascular disease. The arteries carrying oxygen nutrients to the heart thicken and harden. This results in limited blood flow to the organs and body. Carl hadn't played Apollo Creed since Rocky IV. And during Rocky V through IX, Apollo Creed was um, only mentioned for a pic uh, in a picture or his name was mentioned. It is unfortunate now that Carl has passed, Apollo Creed will not be making another in-person appearance in any of the future Rocky movies. So Bry Guy, since you identify with Rocky, would you like to be the first to make a comment? I, I, I would. Definitely. Um, I actually heard, uh, it was an interview that uh, Stallone had done, and he re actually regretted killing Apollo Creed off in Rocky IV because he wanted that friction uh, when when um, Michael B. Jordan was uh, in Creed, the Creed movies. He wanted that friction with his dad, so he, he kind of regretted killing him off. He said, I should have made him paralyzed, and uh, that way he would have carried it on. Right. I know it sounds funny, but when you think about it, it probably would have added to the Creed movies 
you know, that Apollo Creed would be alive but paralyzed, right? So, I mean, when when he died, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, everything went, uh, you know, the way with uh, Stallone fighting Drago, you know, Rocky fighting yeah. Drago, and, you know, of course, the victory. But I think, you know, I got I to gotta agree with Sylvester Stallone. I think it would have been better to have him paralyzed and to kill him off. And um, there would have been a, a lot more better substance in Creed, uh, the Creed movies. Anybody want to comment on that? I was just going to say, yeah, when you kill off a character, it's kind of done and the, there's no going back. No, you, you can't. And um, I, I was a big fan of Apollo Creed in, in the movies. I know, Mark, you watched quite a bit of Rocky movies as well in your time. Seen every one of them and a lot of them at the theaters. Do you, do you agree um, with me I, on that? Well, I, I do, and it's funny that you mention it like the way you did, because I watched uh, an interview with uh, Sylvester Stallone, and it wasn't a big broadcast interview like Jimmy Fallon or anything like that. It was a smaller publication, and he was talking about the third creed that was coming out, and Sylvester Stallone didn't want to have anything to do with it. And that's when I heard him make the comment that he wished he had kept Apollo around, because it would have given so much more depth to the third Creed movie. I guess Sylvester Stallone and the the, the producers and whatnot of Creed 2 kind of ended up at loggerheads near the end of the filming of that show. And Sylvester Stallone, I watched him, he went push, push with his hands and said, I'm done. And it isn't what he wanted. He wanted to carry on more with the Creed franchise. So, yeah, I, you know, you're right, Brian. I'm, Carl Weathers, I mean, I, I idolized the guy when Rocky first came out and he came into the ring, you know, I mean, I didn't like him because he was all boisterous and stuff. And then he took his robe off and he had his gloves on and he, you look at him, he's like, holy crap, this guy's really in good shape. <laughs> and just like you said, Corinne, how is Rocky supposed to fight this guy? This guy's like, um, a, you know, a lean, mean yeah, fighting machine, if you will. And here's Stallone. That's a little bit soft, a little bit pudgy. Um, but he had heart and that's what carried yeah. him through. So, yeah, I mean, Carl Weathers, I mean, when I saw him in Predator again, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Weathers is pretty freaking cool at this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I wished he had done more. I, I always liked his acting. I liked that he was, he, un, and he enunciated very well. He didn't come off like, um, uh, I don't want to use the word pugnacious, but he, he was, um, he was confident, but not a jerk about it. Right. And, uh, right. I would, yeah. I would have liked to have seen him do more movies. I really would have loved to have seen more characters from him. And, you know, he just released a commercial before he passed away. This brand new commercial came out. He looked awesome. He was still in good shape. He was a little bit of salt and pepper in his hair and his beard and whatnot. And I thought, man, you look pretty good for a guy who's, you know, in his seventies. And then all of a sudden he was gone. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I know Jimmy, you liked him cause you watched the Mandalorian. You're a big fan of him. Uh, I'm, I was a huge fan of him in The Mandalorian. He played a you know really strong character as Grief Karga. You know he started as a bad guy and moved moved to a good guy, and pretty much the same as he did in the Rocky movies. He was he was the adversary in the first in in the first uh, movies, and then he became you know became the coach and you know started helping out Rocky and stuff like that. Like that's a really and that showed him, you know, in both as as the Mandalorian and in Rocky, really strong 
characters in both. But I do disagree with one thing. Um, dealing with the Creed movies, I think the storyline of, you know, Michael B. Jordan's character, you know, trying to fill, fit in his dad's shoes and do what his dad did on his own and just proving that he could really made for the Creed story. It really did. It, it, the thing is, is he didn't have his dad to mentor him. His dad was a champion. He, he, did it and rocky who you know at the beginning with dealing with the you know with apollo they were enemies and then they became i thought that was a really strong dynamic in the in the first two movies not having him there but you know it would it would have been good like in the third movie at least if you know they had like a like sort of like a flashback kind of thing and have him there but the storyline of having him as uh, not there and his son doing it totally on his own made for a stronger story I think in the Creed movies well here's the question how do they get uh, the character that Paulo Creed played in Mandalorian how do they kill him off now oh that's easy he's he's uh, the, the that's so easily written because he's he's the magistrate of this of the town. He gets assassinated by a by a a hitman or or oh uh, okay or a bounty hunter because you know he did run the bounty hunters guild, but there was other bounty hunter guilds. So you know that's easy to write in. I could do I could do it in thirty seconds, but okay because you you you're way ahead of me in the Mandalorian. So have they already done that? No, 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 no. He's yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm way ahead because because he actually runs the town now, and and like he's revitalized it and everything. But in in the last, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give people that haven't seen season three. In season three, the pirates come into the town and try to take it back over because they were partners with him at first. And, oh. and he got and they got kicked out, so it's easy for the pirates to go. Okay, let's kill the guy and take her. Right. Family. So that makes so sense. There, so there's a really good storyline there with that. But you know, Carl Weathers, uh, like he he did a couple of TV movies that Corinne you didn't mention, uh, or maybe you didn't know of. Uh, he did the uh, Shadow Warriors. It was actually a uh, he was part with uh, it was. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Shannon Tweed. Uh, Gene, uh, Gene, uh, what's his nuts from? Gene yes. Simmons? Gene Simmons' yeah. wife. She was in those movies, Hulk Hogan, and he was a main character in those in those TV movies as well. They were the Shadow Warriors. There was the Devil's Island, and then there was the Death Dealer. Um, and he was really strong in that one too. I, I was a really fan. They were TV movies. So, you know, a lot of people didn't know about it unless you were a TV nerd, which I'm an all round nerd, but. Uh, I, and you forgot something else. He played a police Lieutenant in a TV series, uh, of the last couple of years. It was like, uh, I think it was a spinoff of law and order. I believe, don't quote me on it, but uh, it was very short-lived. It didn't do very well. 
but he was the lieutenant. Anybody remember that one? No. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll get the name of it. It, it, it will escape me, but I'll, as we go through the the podcast here, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you know what it is. So he he was he was in Breaker. It was, but it was that was eighty five, and he was a police officer in that one. But no, that he, was he was really... he was like a. I thought he was a lawyer, or he thought he was a police lieutenant. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and it was it was fairly recent. It was in the last couple of years. So, because I mean, he he did so many. He was in so many different uh, different series and stuff. And you know, it's it, and then of course that commercial was amazing. That Super Bowl commercial. Um, and uh, just off the topic, did anybody see that kick when Gronkowski actually did the kick? He missed. He completely yeah, missed. I don't know. Yeah, GM, you would have saw that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you got anything to add to Corinne's topic on Carl Weathers before we move on? Well, just if Sylvester Stallone is in five eleven, <laughs> for starters. But um, I think he's like five seven with some wild man. Oh, uh, that's, and, yeah, that's he's, he's not a very big too. dude. I don't think he's. I don't even think he's five seven, something like hmm. that. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he was a great supporting actor. I mean, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you he was a big blockbuster, but I think he was a, you know, kind of like a James Woods or somebody like that. That's a great supporting actor, not, uh, not a blockbuster actor, but he's, uh, he's done a lot of great stuff and he probably did a lot for the Rocky, Rocky series. That's for sure. Okay. I, I've got it, guys. It was called Chicago Justice. That's oh. what it was called. Okay, and it was from it was from the world of Dick Wolf, who of course does all the Chicago Fire and you know Chicago PD and all that. And um, he was uh, he played a prosecutor, and uh, yeah, he was uh, pretty good in it, but it didn't last very long. It didn't last very long at all. But it was called Chicago Justice. So any freaks want to see more of Carl Weathers, that would be where you'd see him. So okay, so Motorhead Mark. So nice to have you drop in. And, um, well, what's on your mind tonight there, buddy? Well, two things, and I'll, I'll do a quick thing, and then I'll do my, my main topic. My main topic is a rant, and I'm pretty riled up. But... Just like we lost Carl Weathers, and I mentioned to Corinne, and I mentioned to you the other day, um, I've been a big country fan for a long time, and we lost Toby Keith. Um, and um, it, it, it was it was unexpected, and um, you know he had been fighting stomach cancer for quite some time, and um, it, it like I, I talked to Corinne a little bit about it. I talked to you a little bit about it. Um, unfortunately passed away on the 5th of February. Uh, he did pass away, uh, peacefully with his family back in Oklahoma, but, um, you know, Toby, uh, he went through a, a few different stages of his life to get to where he was. Um, when he got out of high school, um, everybody figured he was going to run off and, and do something big with his life. He was offered some, um, football stuff. And he did play a little bit of amateur football for a little while. 
and um, he ended up in the oil fields of all places. Um, he worked there for a couple of years. Uh, he started in 1979, and the market where he was um, working at just fell apart. And um, at that point in time, he was work doing also doing semi-pro football at uh, Oklahoma with the Oklahoma City Drillers was the name of the football team. Um, but by the mid eighties, he decided that music was the way he wanted to go. Um, and unfortunately the whole family was struggling. Um, you know, he, he, uh, came into his wife, Trisha's life and she already had, um, already had a child from a previous relationship and Toby eventually adopted her, but he, he took on the, the responsibility of this family and, um, they came on some pretty hard times, but he sweared to himself and his wife and kids that him and his band were going to do it. So they, they did the bar circuit for quite a while. And, um, in 1993, um, he finally got to do a debut album, finally signed a record deal. And, um, number one song came out of that, out of his very first album. And it was, should have been a cowboy. Um, people like Toby Keith or sorry, people like uh, Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash were some of Toby Keith's influences. Um, but he was an Oklahoma boy, um, born and bred, um, diehard Oklahoma kid. And, uh, he kept that through his whole, um, life. He, he just said everything about his life is, um, sets back to Oklahoma. His first record deals were with Mercury records. And he was with them for a few years in the nineties and, um, it started to take off for him. He really started to make a, a big name for himself. He was there for a few years and then he left. He went to DreamWorks for a little while, but then he went back to uh, Mercury records, but he had many, many number one billboard hits. I think in total, it was 21 number one hits. I believe at the end of it all, um, and uh, eight of those were with DreamWorks before he ended up getting his own label. But he came up with, or they came, they, he was honored with many different awards. He got ACM awards, Country Music Awards, American Music Awards, Billboard Music Awards, um, People's Choice Awards, and uh, it went on and on and on. He wrote a lot of his own stuff, if not most of it. He did have the odd uh, co-writer, but he was also... Um, Nashville Songwriters Association International Awards recipient. Um, stomach cancer, unfortunately, um, he battled it and battled it. And uh, it finally took his life back on the 5th of this month. Um, his uh, sweetheart, Trisha, um, they married young and he, they were together the entire time um, that they, from the time they started dating till he passed away. So he was a, he was a strong worker. He did a lot of stuff for the troops. He believed in the troops. He did not believe in war, but he did believe in our troops being, or their troops. I'm sorry. He's an American. He did believe in troops and I'm a strong believer of that as well. I'm, I don't believe in war either. And I did serve this country and, um, Toby was a, a big supporter of that. So honoring Toby Keith. Um, and now my little rant, and this goes back to truck driving. Um, some of you know, Corinne knows, Brian, you know, that I, uh, I'm a truck driver for a large corporation. It's a North American wide corporation. Um, I'm still not ready to put the name out 
but uh, after the last few weeks, and the doctors there said, oh, well, you've damaged the pulley and tendon below the middle finger on your right hand, and uh, we're going to get you to start therapy. So they put me on reduced work duties. I went to therapy from October 25th until January 2nd. And at that point in time on January 3rd, I had to have surgery. Well, my freaking company that I work for wanted an update from my surgeon every two weeks. They demanded to have updates from my therapists every two weeks. Well, I'm not, I wasn't privy to going into the hand clinic every two weeks because they literally said, you come in here too many times. You, you, we'll come, you come, we'll talk to you. We'll tell you what exercises to do. If there's a problem, call, make an appointment. But it's not like they're your doctor. They work at the hospital, and hospital employees do not fill out um, paperwork for companies. That's not their policy. They deal directly with WorkSafe BC. So my boss, every two weeks, we need another fill, form filled out. We need another form filled out. It went on and on and on and on and on until I actually had my surgery. When I had my surgery, they found more damage inside my hand than they anticipated. The tendon was really badly messed up. They did manage to save the tendon, but there was a really bad knot in it, and they had to stretch the tendon, get rid of the knot, and then the tendon, being such a very thick, strong material, takes a long time to shrink back to its normal um uh, normal length, if you will. And the pulley that the, that every one of us have a pulley at the bottom, the base of our fingers where it joins our hand, there's a pulley that each of the tendons roll through. I destroyed that pulley and they had to remove it. And they had to remove the, if you will, um, the, uh, chassis or the bracketry, the human bracketry that hold that pulley in place. Now that that's gone, I have severe sensitivity in my, the palm of my hand. Now I'm off the doctors, the surgeons, they've all told my company that I'm off until further notice. My boss finally had enough and he can't wait. So he, he, uh, had me go in and see the hand clinic and have them specifically call him and tell him what's going on. And the last time I went and saw the hand clinic doctor, she said, your boss is a very angry man. I said, pardon me. Cause I know he's an angry man, but how would she know that? She goes, I called him to give him an update, give him, give him an update. And he got very angry with me. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How, how, how does a, an employer get angry at a physician? Physicians take a Hippocratic oath to treat us the best way they can in the most humane way possible and give us the best advantages after injuries or sicknesses or illnesses, anything they can do to help us fight and get back to being as close to normal as possible. I don't know the whole oath, but that's the basics of it. And my boss got mad at a doctor because I wasn't coming back to work for part-time work and light duties. Well, the surgeon said so. The surgeon's in charge of my file. The surgeon says yes or no. And the surgeon said, no, I'll see him on the 22nd of February. Until then, that's it. Do your physio and we'll see you back at the hospital. Well, my boss is not happy with that. He doesn't accept it. And he called me this morning. I was lying in bed with a horrible migraine. And he woke me up and I, I groggily said hello, not knowing who it was. And he announced himself who he was and said, Hey Mark, uh, I need an update. What's going on? And I said, told him groggily what was going on. He goes, well, I need some paperwork on that. I said, I can't get you paperwork. 
and then he pushed my buttons. And Brian, you know what it's like when my buttons get pushed. I, I'm not very pleasant after that. And I told him, no effing way am I doing that. I'm not going to effing chase this. And I went off on him. I said, you guys called WorkSafe. You demanded that they get a legal document, a government document signed by me so that they can have my doctor's notes. I signed it. I turned it in weeks ago. It's not my job to chase it after that. And I told him that. And I wasn't very polite about it. I used many F-bombs uh, before I finished my, my structure. And he goes, well, I guess we're going to have to play that game. I said, whoa, hold on. I'm not playing a game. I did what you asked. I signed the document. I sent that document in. What happens after that is not my doing. It's up to WorkSafe then to communicate with you and my doctor to communicate with WorkSafe and hand over my file. Otherwise, you guys can wait until I get an update from my surgeon on the 22nd. From here on out, that's what it is. The doctor's in charge, not you. And then I heard all kinds of stuff about our unsafe vehicles finally got pulled off the road. Brian, they pulled 16 trucks the other day. Locked out 16 trucks because they weren't safe to go back on the road. And our boss screamed and hollered and called in five other mechanics from three different yards to get all of those trucks back on the road the next day. You mean We're bandaged just a number. up? Just bandaged up, right? Oh, yeah, they they're band-aided. All... Yeah. yeah, no, they're not yeah. fixed. Fix. Yeah. Just enough to get them out on the road so that they can operate and you can kind of sort of say that they're safe. Well, you know what? Just like you and I talked about the other day, Brian, the driver has the right to refuse. And I called my, as soon as I got off the phone with my supervisor, I called our safety supervisor and I told her what happened. And she goes, whoa, 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 that, that's not, he can't do that. He can't do that. And he can't do that. Well, you know what? I'm going to get rid of this big corporation. And the day I hand in my notice, that will be my next blog and with you guys. And I will tell you who I'm working for. And I, cause I'm not going to sign a non-disclosure agreement with them. I'm just going to say, I got to go bye-bye. Here's my two weeks notice. And the, the day I leave, I will be happy to share with you what this corporation, who they are, what they're about. And the disgusting, my truck was off the road. It was locked out. It had a lock on the door. Do not operate this vehicle. And they put the faulty equipment back in the truck because they wanted the truck back on the road and a management called the mechanics and said, put that truck back on the road, old stuff back on. He just has to be careful. Give wow. me a break. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm sorry, Brian. I'm, that's bullshit. I know you can, you can edit that, but that's absolute crap. Right. I'm not a number. I'm a human being and my life matters. And so does the lives of every other driver and every other person walking on those sidewalks. Cause if my truck screws up because that company put that truck back on the road unsafe, it happens all the time with this corporation all the time. Wow. So that's my rant guys. If you got something to add to it, or if you have a question, feel free. I am, uh, I'm done my rant. I have a question. Go ahead. With going back to the boss trying to get these updates constantly and harassing everybody, yes. uh, can you not go to workers' comp and let them know what he's up to? Can they not, Hold because him. you've got a claim, can they not step in and tell him to back off? I told them about it today, actually. I, I had kept my mouth shut. You, you know what? You've known me a long enough time now, Corinne. I say my piece, but when it comes to work, you know, I, I kind of tread a little bit lightly and I suck it up, you know, and I just, 
I eat it instead of saying no. Well, I've had enough. No more yeah. saying, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I called you, Corinne, and I can't stay awake because I'm on my 14th hour of driving? Well, between... Totally against the law. Between the harassment of these updates and the truck issues being band-aided, that's not a place you want to be working anymore. No, it's not. And I'm absolutely excited that I'm going to be leaving. <laughs> you know, I'll finish my claim because I'm injured and it, my injury was caused by uh, gross negligence uh, with the management of this company and undue care and attention taken by, by management to put a, a dangerous vehicle and a potential harm to the public out on the street. Mm -hmm. So they, you're, you're right. And I been, uh, inspected on the road. Got stopped and inspected um, on the road? Well, they get pulled into the scales from time to time, as does every trucking company. And for a while, we had a pretty bad name, and every driver was getting pulled in, and lots of drivers were getting um, sidelined for 24 hours. Lots of drivers were having to get their vehicles towed. Some drivers were having to call a mechanic to come right to the scale and fix the truck at the scale. And every time, they got a fine. And I told my boss, I said, I've been complaining about this for eight months. It's in my e-log. It's in my paperwork before we did e-logs. Eight months, I've been telling you that somebody was going to get hurt with this piece of equipment. And eight months, you kept putting that truck back out on the road. Now, if I wanted to be a real um, person that likes to stir the pot, I'm not going to say yeah. mean things. But if I wanted to stir the pot, I can literally take my e-log when I go back to work because they can't erase it. They're not allowed. And I could pull into the scale in Duncan and say, here's my e-log. This is what happened. And then they could do a deep dive. CVSE could easily do a deep dive into our company and pull up records and pull up files from the mechanics. And trust me, they would be in a world of hurt. World of hurt. Two drivers, two drivers already pulled in there, pulled off, even though they weren't being pulled over. They scaled in. And when they scaled out, they pulled off went into the office and gave the keys to the inspectors. And both times that happened, both trucks were parked. More drivers so need to I, do that. Pardon me? More drivers should do that, prove a point. Well, yeah, especially when it comes to a corporation that has that many trucks on the road and um, we the, see the them negligence. Every day. Right? See, you do. The problem is we all are kind of living paycheck to paycheck in this wonderful new economy that Trudeau has created. Um, and <laughs> that's, that's where the problem yeah. lies. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm in, I'm in a boat that's sinking. I'll be talking about it very shortly on my, on what's on my mind. Um, and I literally had to pull the legal card on the company that I bought the truck from because they passed a CVIP with a gas cylinder that didn't work. And they said, well, we're not covering that. That's a wearable item. I said, you want to bet you aren't? And I said, you guys passed the CVIP. And they said, oh, we would never do that, sir. I said, well, let me show you. So I sent them a copy. It's funny. They they changed their tune. They said, oh, oh yeah, we'll, we'll make sure you get your $696 for your fifth wheel slide with the gas cylinder that was wearable. No, no, that was that was our oversight, Mr. Wade. So it is kind of interesting how those things do work, isn't it? So great, mm -hmm. great, um, really great uh, insight into that, Mark. And I can't wait to hear when you expose that 
environmentally friendly company. That's all we'll leave. We'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll use we'll use that as a, a hint, as a hint. So a little that? a little bit of a a little bit of a squeaking open of the door, if you will. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So we got another song from GM Blocktop, and when we come back, what is on Bry Guy's mind? This is it on Highway Freaks. The Blacktop made me this way. So what's on my mind tonight? Well, it's not the latest thing that I saw on the road. It's not a movie review. It's not that the Dallas Stars annihilated the Predators tonight, 9-2. to two. I had to throw that in there. Nope, 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 nope. We're going to talk <laughs> about the state of the economy. Okay? 
And then we call this speed bumps and what kind of uh, gear you're going to find out in the Canadian trucking industry uh, that's in store for 2024. Um, first of all, controlling costs will be a major priority. Okay, the cold hard fact is a stronger market will not materialize until 2025. That is the bad news. In 2023, costs increased while freight demand decreased. Higher interest rates were continuing to weigh on consumer spending, which basically prolonged the market downturn. And as interest rates remained high, this prevented access to capital, which normally drives transportation activity. The bad trend is slower demand for tr trucking services has the customers wanting more rate decreases despite the facts costs continue to rise, to increase. Now, the day-to-day -day operating costs of trucking, co trucking companies are actually higher than ever and they are showing no signs of slowing down. The ironic thing here is that consumers actually haven't yet felt the brunt of higher interest rates, believe it or not. We're not even at that rate yet. Uh, the holiday season, shopping in December of 2023, was very weak and the market did deteriorate even further. In fact, some of the higher interest rate issues and higher cost of living hasn't even hit Canadian at not even close uh there's actually going to be a serious pullback in spending this year if if you guys haven't done it already it, it's it's happening it's, it's going to happen even more um there might be some positive news in 2024 it's not all doom and gloom but that largely depends on the trajectory of interest rates uh capacity will have to exit the freight market for conditions to improve exactly when this happened depends on the pain tolerance and bank account balances of those hurting the most and I stress that with owner operators. Owner operators are not buying new trucks. They're doing like I did. They're buying used trucks with a, a payment that's considerably lower. You're not going to have the traditional four to five thousand uh, payments anymore uh, per month. You're going to probably get around two to three, and, and that's what I got. However, a down market can also represent an opportunity for growth. There is great potential for acquisitions of smaller mom-and-pop trucking outfits. You're going to see a lot more of that. Um, there's Some of those are going to go under and some of those are going to go bankrupt. The larger trucking companies uh, can acquire them less expensively and then they'll grow their fleets. Keep in mind, all trucking companies will be relentlessly focused on cost controls, a keen eye on P&L, profit and loss statements for every trucking company out there, as well as owner-operators like myself. Uh, better guides for everyone involved to identify the areas of cost reduction without compromising the workforce. An example of this, I'm not purchasing groceries in the United States anymore. This is a big one for me. Um, I ran my taxes last year and uh, all the receipts and everything, and I was blown, blown, blown away to know that I spent $3,000 in exchange money just for shopping, having the privilege to shop at a Supercenter Walmart in the States. Okay, I was lo losing, if you didn't know, $0.80 cents for every dollar I spent. Okay, um, there will also be more mergers of trucking companies. Strategic partnerships are going to pivot to newer freight markets and extend trucking equipment. So you're going to see more trucking equipment, Mark, actually sitting out there that shouldn't be because they don't want to buy or lease or purchase any more trucks. And that's just a cold, hard fact. Uh, the example that uh, I have, of course, is I bought Adrian. She's a 2021 truck. Right. Um, I could have gotten a new truck, but no way. I'm not going to get saddled with a five thousand dollar payment. It's just not going to happen. By the third quarter of this year, the market should sh start to get better. Yay. Uh, larger trucking companies will continue to invest in an uncertain market. 
the Bisons, the Transex, the Transpros, the Trimax out there, they're still going to be around. But they're going to get to the point, and I'm sure you know this, they're going to hire the foreign workers to uh, uh, alleviate or cushion that blow, and they'll be able to hire them cheaper, and they'll be able to not train them as well. And Because driver training costs $10,000 a year per driver in the trucking industry, uh, if you didn't know that. There will be a stronger emphasis on safety and customer service. I just went through that shit at the last company I was with, and I'm telling you, that was no fun. Um, they will be investing in the latest trucking technology, eliminating paperwork through state-of-the-art e-logs, which will give trucking companies a distinct advantage for those that can afford to do so. If these smaller trucking companies sit and wait for better times, they will probably soon find themselves out of business. To ensure success, trucking companies must adjust properly to life in the current market as it is. They must use the downturn in the economy or basically they're going to find themselves not uh, they're not going to be in business, real simple. Uh, but they have to be fanatical regarding costs, and they only do what is profitable. That way, when the market does improve, and eventually it will, it makes for better trucking companies, and t that way you can take advantage of every opportunity out there. Um, what I'm facing right now is I'm facing loss of mileage. Uh, I am averaging a very pathetic 370 miles a day right now, and that's unacceptable. So guess what? Brian might be just possibly looking for his next owner-operator job at about four or five months down the road. It's highly possible. Either they get their shit together or I leave my shit. Simple, okay? Um, that's really, that's that's the state of the economy, what's happening in trucking. And if I hear one more time, oh, it's the economy, it's the way it is, we can't give you miles, I'm going to go lose it on somebody. Because if you don't have the loads then don't hire the driver. Let him go somewhere else and be able to make his payments. That's all I got to say. Anybody got well, anything to well, add to that? I do a little bit, Brian, if you don't mind. Um, you're right. The state Thanks. of our economy is absolutely horrific. Um, there's announcements that were made just recently that... Um, even by Bill Gates himself, that there's going to be another pandemic within the next five years, and they guarantee it. So Plandemic. that is, oh, or pandemic, sorry, my no, bad. No, no, it's plandemic. It's plandemic. That's right. It's we call plan, it plan. Plan, right, 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 right. In so, and all, all, all of that has destroyed our economy. Now, when it bring, what, how that affects our trucking, you're absolutely, Brian, absolutely right, because you're going to see more and more and more crap on the roads that isn't safe. You're going to see more stuff being swept under the carpet and under the rug, and you're going to see more and more damage to property, more damage done to businesses, again, building damage. Um, you're going to see more stuff broke down on the side of the highways. You're going to see the, the CVSEs and all the inspectors at all the scales are going to be going, my God, what the hell has happened to this industry? This industry has gone for crap. And you're right, Brian. You know what? Uh, you, you've you gone owner-operator. You bought a newer vehicle, which I, dude, I am so proud of you for doing that. I, I'm Whether it was a new vehicle or an ve older vehicle, you've done something I always want to do. I've been doing this for a long time. But buying food in the States as opposed to buying food up here, you know what? It wasn't that long ago that it did make sense. And you're right. Now, it doesn't. 
It looks no, it like you're, you're, you might, you know, it's worse food. Their beef is worse. Their beef down there is full of chemicals. Their milk is full of chemicals, which it used to, the, the, the Tillamook factory for their dairy products was amazing, but you just don't see it anymore. You don't see it as much. It's still out there, but not as prominent because the big higher ups and the big money above the government, um, that are really the ones pulling the strings, they don't care. As long as they get what they think is the way it should be, just like depopulation, Brian, the trucking world, all industries, like it's all industries are, are suffering, but the trucking world is what you guys, well, you guys, I say you guys, Brian, I'm a trucker too, but truckers kept this, you know, this planet working and kept this planet operating during the, the COVID crap. I was sicker than sicker than I've ever been in my life for 10 and a half weeks. I had COVID. Um, but the truckers kept going. You kept going, Brian, and I'm very proud of you for keeping going like the way you did. And they were very, very few truckers out there that got the appreciation that they deserved. And you should be getting more appreciation now than ever because you guys came through it. You brought our country through it. You brought our planet. You brought the whole world through this pandemic. And you know what, bud? Uh, doesn't matter how shitty it gets. I, I applaud you. I applaud the guys that I drive with. Um, we don't get the recognition we should get, and you certainly didn't get what you should have deserved, Brian. So hats off to you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's nice to get accolades when you never, never do. <laughs> Although yesterday I did get it. I turned the big 60. Yes, I've already got all the senior citizens jokes. I've uh, I've applied for my discount at my bank. Okay, yeah, I've also applied for the discount at the local grocery store. Ha, ha, ha. So, oh, I haven't given you mine yet. Oh, what's that? <laughs> No, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait until the day about you being crusty is more prominent. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, do you go to okay. Denny's for the seniors' breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that. So, and I don't have a year subscription subscription to Depends yet either. So, bug off on that one. Jericho is calling, buddy. Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. I think I look pretty good for 60. The, the The stomach is not hanging over the steering wheel, so I must be doing something right. Thank you, Bandit, well, as he sits here snoring. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Okay, so when we get back, oh, my gosh, off the cuff with GM Blacktop. Can't wait to hear this. Uh, we've got a song from GM, and it's called Daddy's Advice on Highway Freaks. I was a little bitty cowboy, daddy said to me There's only two things in this whole world that'll bring you to your knees One of them is money, it'll rot you to the core The other one is a woman you love, walking out the door Ain't that a fact? So I took that fatherly advice, set out to live life It didn't take long till the greenback Showed this boy the light I earned my first hundred dollars Stocking groceries at the store And I lost the whole thing that same week Betting it on a horse Now I'm down on my knees Learning how to pay I should have listened to my old man My money's now blowing away It went straight 
slip right through my hands If you don't mess with daddy's advice Pick a song place to laugh Well, you think I've learned from my mistakes You take just what I need But a blue-eyed blonde in a short skirt Took a hold of me I opened up and let it all hang out I guess she needed more Short tears and a stack of bills She's walking out the door You'll figure that out Now I'm down on my knees I'm begging her to stay I should have listened to my old man My woman's not going away She went straight through my heart I slipped right through my hands If you're gonna miss with daddy's advice Pick a soft place to laugh this is golden words, sorta of, kinda hit home. Cause I'm kneeling here in a pool of tears, down on two pillows. You think I learned more than that? Yeah, right. I'm down on my knees, I'm begging her to stay. I should have listened to my old man, and my woman's not going away, we wait. Straight through my heart, she slipped right through my hands. Here you go to me. Daddy's advice, pick a soft place to lay. Now, if you're gonna miss with daddy's advice, pick a soft place to lay. Daddy, I know you told me, but I, I don't know. What's off the cuff with you tonight, GM? Well, off the cuff is a is a, a, a section where we just kind of talk about things that just pop into our head. It could be could be an event, could be a a, a feeling, could be a, a memory, it could be a, an opinion, it could be all sorts of things. So okay. basically, what, the first thing I want to talk about the off the cuff is try to keep it in the in the realm of of trucking and whatnot. Uh, and I want to sort of ask everybody's opinion and whether we're drivers or whether we're passengers, it doesn't really matter. But I want to ask everybody what they think about road rage. I mean, what do you think causes road rage? And is road rage a result of intolerance more than it is impatience or the other way around? So I thought maybe I'd ask everybody what was the worst experience they've had with road rage, whether you were driving or a passenger, um, that you maybe that you can recall as as a, a kind of a scary experience with road rage, whether you were giving it or whether you were taking. It. How about we start with Corinne? With me? Yeah. Um, well, first, I think I think road rage has nothing to do with the actual driving and the road itself. It's the state of mind of the driver before they get behind the wheel. If they're already having a bad day, then everything just escalates on it and, and adds to it. And it's just a, a snowball effect, I guess you could say. And for a, a bad experience, um, I've had people cut me off and things like that. I haven't had anything really, really bad where somebody's come after me or anything like that. Um, on my motorbike, I've had people even try to cut me off or push me right out of a lane and that, that kind of thing. So that's why you have to drive defensively all the time. 
and uh, like everybody's trying to kill you on, when or ride when you're on the bike. But um, I haven't had like you see videos of da dash cams where people are getting out of vehicles and yelling at each other and all this kind of stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a definite. I see it every day out on the road, and I think there's people need to realize there's better things to um, put their energy into than to be angry behind the wheel because it could come back to bite them in the butt in the end if they cause a serious accident over their uh, being irresponsible behind the wheel. And, uh, and I'm sure many have. I mean, sure oh, many yeah. of people have died with road rage. Road rage. I don't see road rage really any different than I see bank rage, bank lineup rage, or <laughs> restaurant lineup rage. It, to me, it represents a person's intelligence. Um, I've, I've, I created a saying, Costco rage. There's the same go, idea, Costco go, rage. Go to right. Costco, and it, it starts in the parking lot, where it's like people have left their brains at home, and then you go into the store, and it's even worse, and... It, it's just a, a scramble like there you you try to go through the aisles and they're going three across right coming towards you and it's like i don't know they just leave their their brains at home when they go to costco for some reason well beyond beyond it being somebody's bad day what about it being somebody's feeling that they are entitled to something more than the next guy either a being first in line or second in line versus at the back of the line or Somebody's not hurrying up, or somebody's got something to do, so they're holding things back at the bank, and they got three things that they got to do. Why did they have to come in this time of day? Blah blah blah. Yes. Or they're um, in a bigger risk than everybody else. So is it really is it really about a person's inability to uh, blend in to normalcy, or is it about a person's need to be entitled or to feel that they are more important than the next? Uh, the problem with vehicles, of course, you can pill, kill people doing that. In a bank, Costco line or a bank line, you can't. What do you think, Jimmy? I I actually think it's an it's an inability to take responsibility for your own actions. Okay. Uh, and I'll and I'll kind of tell you why. So I've seen road rage. I don't drive. I've never driven, but I've seen rage from people that have almost hit me while crossing the street because they weren't because you know especially if you're like as a pedestrian I'm crossing on the crosswalk like you're you're at a turn you're at a turn somebody like the driver is looking left not looking in front of them to see if there's somebody crossing I had someone and I was paying attention I didn't see their eyes but I was kind of being cautious crossing the street I saw them picking up speed i dove out of the way they almost hit me the wow. guy the guy clipped my foot as i basically rolled out of the it, way oh. he he hit me and but just my foot like i didn't get injured or anything and i gave him a dirty look and he stopped the car in the middle of the intersection and started yelling at me that it was my fault i was on a walk signal and he wasn't paying attention. He didn't look in front of him. He was looking to see if people were coming so he can go in, whatever. And 
and he started yelling at me. It just happened to be that a police officer saw the whole thing and kind of intervened, but he got out of the car and got very threatening with me because I, I don't know. I like basically the police officer said, you can go. This is not your thing. Like you're, you're fine. Um, and I just left. Like it was it, it and the police officer took care of it and I didn't have to deal with anything because I was not at fault for anything other than crossing a street when I was notified I could cross the street. I was in the right. But like this person, like he just screamed at me. He even used the M word multiple times. Um for those those who don't know what the M word is, it's midget. Um, no, I thought it was Matthew or something. Okay, I was confused. I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you get confused easy, uh, but I do. but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like it's like I've seen it. So uh, a lot of it is the lack of taking responsibility for their own actions is just from what I've experienced as you know, like even walking through a parking lot and people giving you a dirty look when you're when you're walking and and all that kind of stuff is I'm constantly aware because if I'm not paying attention, like walking through a parking lot and looking at, uh, you know, looking to see if there's reverse lights, I would have been dead years ago. And Ooh. and then and then people do that. And then all of a sudden it's my fault because I was there. Do you think, do you think that he thought he had the, not, not the traffic laws right away, but do you think that he felt entitled that this was his space and that you were in, impeding on it? I, or, I, sh or? I should, I, yes, I should not have been there. It was, uh, he, he felt, Hey, I want to go. I'm going, Oh damn. There's somebody there. It's right. his fault. That's exactly right. it. Like, as you said, entitlement. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Well, I've had a few, but I can't say I really have blown off uh, where I've gotten out of the truck and beat somebody to a pulp. But I had a Saia driver. You know, you know, you always see those little uh, 48-foot trailers. And I was outside of uh, Colorado, actually. Uh, and I was on my way into Oklahoma on the state line. And I passed this guy. And uh, I didn't think anything of it. And he took offense to it. And this guy was flashing his lights at me and coming up like I, I was governed at the time. And he certainly wasn't. And he scared the living shit out of me. Like he followed me probably through the state of Oklahoma and, uh, you know, and then some. And, and it's like I look back at my side mirror and he come up on me. It was like it was like a version of dual. But, you know, you're, you're dealing with uh, tractor trailers. And um, that was probably the most scariest road rage. But now, if I get any type of road rage from other drivers where they do something stupid or whatever, I mean, I just make a phone call, 911, and say, hey, this guy passed me illegally or he passed me on a hill or whatever. I'm more calm now. 
Um, sure, I, I spew off the, you know, the expletives in the truck, and, you know, that's all I really do, and I might blare the horn, right, if somebody does something stupid. Um, unfortunately, the CB has become the road rage instrument of the year 2000s, because basically, uh, you know, if someone pisses you off, you just tell them on the CB what he did, right? So that's kind of my opinion on road rage. Uh I, that, you know, I, I really kind of control it myself. I probably control it more now that I have a truck, too. I'm more cognizant of things with my truck. I don't uh, I don't want Adrian to be on uh, the next uh, social media event on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 true. I got a couple thoughts on it. I think, first of all, the road rage is just road. Road is the is just the, 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 the type of rage that it is. But the first thing I think about is. Does that person have rage throughout their life? And are they a hothead throughout their life? My guess is probably yes. The second thing is, I think another thing that brings on a road rage, much like it does in any other rage, is anxiety. For example, if there's a lot of nervous drivers out there, if you do something to that driver that makes them nervous or jump, they're going to react with a negative uh feeling for you rather than just being calm if somebody cuts me off i'm calm i don't flip the hell out you know i i'm calm so i guess the question i have is is it really just uh is it really just the result of people not able to handle their own um their own mood or their own anxiety or their own you know um need or entitlement or their own need to to do it their way, their controlling side, which brings me to my next point, and that is, what is most important? Letting your mood control your calmness and kindness, or letting your kindness controlling your mood, control your mood and your calmness. So I guess I'm trying to get everybody to think maybe of themselves and how they handle things and then do they are they kinder when they're in a good mood or are they kinder when they're in a bad mood or are they just kind all all the time or does it depend on your day as corinne said so what do you think there corinne what is what is what is what is kindness and mood got to do with each other i think I think kindness should control, not, I don't, shouldn't say control, reflect your mood, I guess might be a better way to put it. Um, no, I'm using the word control because it is a control, control thing. Oh, then I'll, I'll say it's, kindness, it's, control it's, it's your mood. being control of who you, it's being control, in control of who you are, right? So I'm, I, I'm using control on purpose. If you're truly kind to other people, that will put you in a better frame of mind and a better mood. So if you're if you're kind all the time, would you experience road rage? I think you still could if somebody maybe cut you off or or you know really almost caused an accident or triggered something, but then you should be able to control that mood and go back to being kind. Okay, what do you think, Jimmy? I think this kind of deals with like all kinds of rage, like not just road rage. Yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. everything. 
So, you know, I, I see myself as a very kind person. I, I, you know, I worry about other people's feelings and right. stuff like that. But there are times when, you know, say I'm frustrated about something or it's been, you know, I'm tired, overtired, I'm whatever. And then someone will say something that wouldn't normally set me off or do something that wouldn't normally set me off. And I lose my mind and scream and yell and, you know, call them, you know, daikinis or whatever. Sorry, that's a midget term. Um, Sorry, little person. Um, So, like, I'd, I'd get mad. And then, but when I look back at it, like, after the fact, say even 10 minutes later, go, oh, okay. I overreacted because sometimes road rage is overreaction. And, but where, where it's different is if you overreact like that, like that's what road rage is or any rage. And then you go, you go, okay, it was their fault. And you stay there then then it's it's a problem but if you if cuz you're not cuz i wouldn't say a kind person would say that but it, like for myself if i raged on someone like you gm if i raged on you because you know you breathe breathe heavy or you're kind of ugly uh you know if i raged if if i raged on you and then then i then i would go Hey, dude. Sorry, I crossed a line. Um, it was my fault. It wasn't anything that you did. That's different than than if you rage on someone and it's still their fault. Right. Like you know what you know what I'm saying with that. Like it's it, it's because a kind person would like kind people or people that see themselves as being calm get mad. Everybody gets mad if you if yeah. you say you don't get mad, you're a liar. Um, but, but it's just, if you go, Hey, wow, dude, I, sorry, I crossed the line. You're not that ugly. Um, it's, it's different. You know, you know what I'm saying? So so do you think that reactionary anger is more, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add to that reactionary, reactionary anger, as I think what you're talking about. Yeah. But I'll give you an example of a father or a mother whose kid does something that's really dangerous right at that moment. And because the mother wasn't looking at the kid, kind of like the same thing that guy knew it was his fault in his soul because he wasn't watching the goddamn road. But my question is when react, when anger is based on um, anxiety, which is the fear of loss, basically. Yeah. Um, when a person gets angry quickly based on an, an anxiety that their kid was going to get hurt or whatever, uh, that's kind of what I think you're talking about to a point there. But um, is that is that acceptable or is it something that a person, if the person was doing that, is that something a person needs to work on or is that something that's just kind of acceptable? How about you, Brian? Answer that one. Mm, hey, I got something to add to that. Um, 
if you watch this movie and it's a little bit extreme but it's a great movie if you guys have not seen a movie about this road rage it's called unhinged with yes. russell crowe yes. oh my lord he takes that to the extreme now if you analyze that guy he has issues to begin with okay i mean he's an angry individual it's not just because of what happened in his life, and he just carries that anger onto somebody. I don't think he's actually putting that anger onto somebody because he he's focused on hurting that person. I think he's focused on hurting anybody in that situation that just came in, in, his, in his path, right? So as a truck driver, and we, we encounter this all the time, all the time, we get, we get honked on in traffic because we're going slow. We got we get people flashing our lights behind us when we're on the highway going you're going too fast especially if you're driving a bison truck like I did uh, before because uh, those things are slower than molasses. Uh, now I get to enjoy the brunt of the, all of this. I'm 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 just I'm doing 65 in Adrian and I'm flying by these bison trucks and going see ya wouldn't want to be ya. You know, and I'm just having a great time. So road rage is an anger of the moment. That's what I call it. If you get angry, there's your anger. It's done. Finished. Good. But if you carry on that road rage, you have more serious anger management issues, i.e. Travis Kelsey, when he couldn't play any more football and he got pretty pissed off at his coach, uh, Andy Reid, by the Super Bowl. Okay? Yeah. Totally unacceptable. Okay? Yeah. Travis has anger issues he wasn't right to, and and that's that's kind of freaking out all the swifties out there because they're going oh my gosh taylor's with somebody that's got road rage incidents or anger management problems right so right. that's what i think it is if you do it once you blare the horn you tell somebody to f off that's done you're done your road rage is over but if you carry it on that leads to more serious issue yes okay. into your head Agreed. I'm going to ask this to James now. So, James, do you think that it is healthy to have reactionary anger as long as you can, like Brian says, tone it down immediately, either apologize to somebody or get a hold of yourself? If you can do that, is anger or rage or temporary rage or reactionary rage, is that just part of the human experience and that we all experience it. It's, it's kind of both like as, as, as I, as I said, um, it's, it's kind of both. If, if you yourself go, Oh wow. Um, like I made a mistake. People make mistakes. Every person on this planet sure. makes mistakes. If you yeah. say you don't make mistakes and nothing's your fault, Liar. you you are lying <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. Like it, it's it's 100% true. But if you acknowledge it and go, "Okay. It wasn't their fault. It was my reaction to it. It was it was how I dealt with it. I don't want to do that again." I might still do it again, but again, but if if I if I start if I start keep doing it and going, oh, now it's Brian. Brian, yeah, he he looked at me the wrong way, so I had to headbutt him in the balls. You know, um, right. if 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 that happened, then I'm the problem. But it's just we all 
are very, we're humans are emotional beings. We yes. like there's nothing it, like there's nothing about it. We're all emotional beings. We right. are our emotions are going to take over. Have it be rage, love. have it have it be love, have it be, you know, laughing at weird stuff just because. You know, it's but it's acknowledging and figuring out what the trigger was. Right. And dealing with it. And dealing so with is it. it. Is it fair to say that if you are the type of person that, that re reactionary anger, and then you calm yourself down, you apologize, or if you're having to apologize to someone, or if you can apologize to someone, is that all part of you checking yourself back in to the kindness, uh, the it kindness of... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah, it's like if you wouldn't normally snap, and you do, and and you go okay, because I, because I sometimes do this because I have a way of combating that sometimes at work, like when when I feel myself kind of in a mood, and. And Locke and Grant are doing what they always do, and and it's bugging me. Mm -hmm. I always I always say to myself, "Okay, shake it off. It's part of the show. Shake it off. It's not that big of a deal. You're getting mad. Calm down. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Right, breathe out. Right. And self control. Then, yeah. Because because if you don't then you're like, okay, dude, I'm gonna stab you. Um, I've done that. I've threatened. I've threatened to stab, stab all both those guys on the show. Like, I'm pretty sure if any of them, if any of them, ever actually died of being stabbed, I'd be the first suspect. I say it on the radio. It's public <laughs> knowledge. There's recordings. You might want to change that. <laughs> That's very but, true. He does. I hear it. I listen to the pods, the podcast. Do they, do they I've heard him say that. Outside of the show, that's our relationship. Is is kind of is kind of that. That's kind of how it is. And but but then there's sometimes I say it and I say it in a, in a I'm going to stab you in the face and and I can't reach either <laughs> of their I, I can't reach either of their faces even if I stood on a ladder. Um, you know, and they, they get the funny, but there are times I've done it in anger and go, Hey dude, sorry. Yeah. And there's a difference between comedic rage uh, or humorous rage and actual rage. Um, like I think you're the kind of guy who's got a good sense of humor and you like to banter. I've no that about you and me even. We like to banter. But it's all kind of in the way of a, of a well, it is for me. We moved up to you. I do want to stab you in the face. But uh, it's in a, in the in a in it's in the vein of, of humor or 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 just solid. Some people some people get along better when they can banter. I know lots of husbands and wives are like that. They banter back and forth, or brothers and sisters, or mothers and sons, or whatever. They banter back and forth as a way of of expressing their differences in a, in a humorous way where they laugh at each other and they can also laugh at themselves. 
uh, I think that that's pretty common in this world. And the other thing that I, I think about, and I'm going to go to Corinne once more before we end this topic, but for this discussion, but um, I've always said that if you go out of your door in the morning, you're going to the store, and you bump into somebody on the way to the store that's a real asshole, you can say, now that's an asshole. If you go to the same door and walk to the same store and bump into 10 assholes, you might want to look in the mirror because maybe you're the asshole. What, is, what does everybody think of that? Take her in, you first. So, I, I, well, I said that sounds about right, but then I'm thinking, are you, are you putting me in that position? <laughs> no, of course not. I'm asking you, <laughs> do you agree with the theory that, that some people who are always calling the next guy and everybody they meet an asshole, is it, is it possible that everybody they meet is an asshole? Or if everybody they meet is an asshole, is it possibly possible that they are, in fact, the asshole? Yeah, definitely. Like, if they think that everybody else is, they might be the problem. Okay, what do you think there, Brian? It's funny you say that, because we we used to have a guy on this podcast, and he kind of thought that way. He came across that way. He was this tough guy. He came across that way, you know everything's right with me the everything's wrong with the world and um he definitely had those issues so uh as for me i grew up with those issues i'm not going to deny that for one minute i used to have a very bad temper um but i got to the point as i got older and i'm something that you and i can totally relate to gm is you get to know yourself on the road you get to know your strengths and weaknesses and you get to know how to control your anger because you know where that could lead right. to. And usually if right. it leads to a something of a criminal nature, you know that you're not going to be able to drive your truck, that your, your passion right. and your dream. So you refrain from that. Okay? There's many times that you come across people and you just want to kill those people. You just want to annihilate them, take them off the, the, the face of this earth. But you realize that your dream of driving a truck is not going to be there anymore. So you just refrain from it and you just focus your energies elsewhere, elsewhere. And that's, that's, that's all really how it comes to. But I think as you get older, you don't get as anger as much. You, you don't get angry that much. You start go, well, it's in the grand scheme of things. Is that really worth getting upset over? Like, you I, know, I've heard that opposite. I've heard the older men get the angrier they get. Is that what you've heard, James? James? I think he James fell asleep. Or not. He fell asleep? I think he might have fallen asleep. The grump, grumpy old man G- comment, but. Like, yeah. like, is that what you really heard? That the older we get, the more. I've heard, the, I've heard it both ways, Brian. I've heard that we chill as we get older. I've also heard that we get angry and more angry and more cynical as we get older. So, well, I, I will give you a really good example. I will give you a good example. My dad. My dad was pretty easy going, but as he did get older, I'm not going to deny this. He has become much easier to get angry over stupid things. He, it's almost like he picks an argument with me. But he, my mom said to see, my mom, my mom said to me the other day, they're divorced, and she said, "Well, you got to understand, your dad. All of all of his friends have died. 
okay? His health is deteriorating, so he's mad at the world now because he doesn't have the youth that he was once had. He doesn't have the good health that he could share. He can't drink the 24 cases of, of uh, the 24 bottles of beer that he used to do on a weekend because of his health. So he's an angry individual. I love my father, but I can tell you, and nine times out of 10, he'll try and pick a fight with me on, on, on the stupidest things. Like so just maybe it's go ahead, not Karen. anger. Maybe it's not anger. It stems from depression. Depression, yeah. And it's yeah. lashing out because of depression. But Absolutely. either way, it's not acceptable. Either way, no, it's not. Either it's way, not. it goes right back to what we were saying. Is if a person can't control themselves, it is a problem. Yeah. 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 So we got to wrap this up. So let, let's do some pylon shout outs. That was really good. I like I like that insight into the road rage and stuff because uh, um, that's something we don't normally talk about. And, and now today's economy with what's going on, you probably see a lot more of it. Uh, jokingly, I was hearing on the Cruise FM podcast, uh, Jimmy, I always, uh, they were commenting about if you see road rage, it's usually a guy driving a black Dodge Ram. That's what they always say in Edmonton. Uh, I don't know why guys that drive black Dodge Rams seem to be always angry. So, and and the thing is, is on the show, we have a lot of people because we get traffic and whatever. Oh, I was just cut off by a a, a Dodge black, uh, like a black uh, yeah, Dodge black Ram. Dodge Ram. Yeah, and, or or even or even Lachlan, like when we would drive to work, we'd get cut off. Like and lock on the white mud at four thirty in the morning. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to throw him under the buses breaking the law or anything. On the white mud, which is a speed limit of eighty kilometers an hour, he goes, you know, one ten, and people are passing him and, you know, yelling at him like he's the issue, but they're passing him and he's going one ten, you know. And it's he usually probably a bond, loses uh, it, though, doesn't Dodge, he? he uh, yeah, especially if it's a Dodge Ram. Yeah, he probably he, does lose it quite a bit, right? Like, I, he strikes me as somebody that, because he was talking about uh, how angry he is at the bike lanes, and he started getting really heated on the on the podcast one day. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that's really getting on, gone, getting on his nerves. So I would think he would be one guy that you probably would see a road rage uh a short but, road rage incident but with, right but he would he you know again i'm not trying to throw the man under the bus but he's not the one like he's not going to follow you home and yell at you he's not going to be the guy that's going to pull over and he's going to be the one the road raging that's giving you the finger while in the car and maybe honking you know, yeah, and then he's done. Then he's done. Then he's, he's, then he's done. <laughs> it's 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 over and done, and it's you know, again, it kind of, that kind of falls under the the frustration or you know whatever it is, and and it's not normal. Like he's not going to no. be he's not going to be the by the a guy that's going to run you off the road and shoot you in the face. Or no. yell at you or whatever. Yeah, but I he. Agree. But it oh. is. But even anyone is going to yell and scream if they're frustrated, have a bad yeah, day. Uh, out, yeah. You know. Like okay. Well, let, okay, wait, wrap I, got, that up. I got one more, Brian. If it's okay, I got one more minute. It's going to be my regular off the cuff. It's going to be asking everybody to. 
doesn't necessarily have to be on the topic we just talked about. It's just a one sentence word of wisdom on how they feel. They, like I said about the 10, the 10 people saying being an asshole, does everybody have one sentence that is a word of wisdom on this subject that you can, that you can share with the listeners? I have one. Like a motto, like a, sure. Oh, what is it? I, this is just a, what I kind of follow. If somebody is, you want to say, being an asshole to you, be that much more sweeter to them to get them to calm down. Okay, how about you, Jimmy? Uh, if someone's being an asshole to you, what did you do? <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, and, uh, oh dear. Like, that's a good one. Like, Ryan, like, what do you think? Yeah, 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 I get it, yeah. Makes total sense. What did you do to make that guy be an asshole to you? Yeah. This probably comes from a quote from my brother that he's been saying lately, and I don't know why, because he's certainly not that type of individual. But um, because of the way things are and people being so angry with one another and angry over bills and the economy and heating and whatnot, just be kind to each other and you'll okay. it'll go a long way. Yeah, and I think that I think Jimmy had one more point to make there. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I think that was that was it. I was just okay. you know that was it. I have okay. and my and my and my and my of course I'm gonna read I'm gonna say the uh, the thing I said earlier because I believe it I believe it with all my heart and that is let your kindness control your mood, not the other way around. That's that's my and what was your last one, friend? I just what we were talking about the road rage and whether people carry it on. There is a there was a series on Netflix called Beef, E E E F, okay. which was about road rage, and okay. the, these two people carried it beyond the road. It it like the whole series is about it and how they tried getting back at each other. It got like right. personal, and the guy got into the the lady's house, and he actually peed on her bathroom floor like she didn't know it was him until uh, later in the oh. series and stuff. but it was it was a really it was a good show actually it was one season and i'm looking forward to the i'm hoping they're making a second series so, second season. so your your message is learn to let things go yeah it, it okay. life's too short to dwell on a, a, a little incident out on the road like just chill out and and focus on yep. other things all right, well, there. that concludes Off the Cup tonight. Thank you very much, everybody. Oh,
Okay, so number 62 of Highway Freaks is almost done. Of course, we have our pylon shout-outs. So, road crew, let's start with Corinne, of course. We always start with her because she's always <laughs> got pylon shout-outs. Oh, I do, yes. Uh, so, I'm going to start with a black one first. Um, it happened today. I got a letter from my insurance company uh, reminding me that my private insurance was due on my motorcycle and under the value, uh, they had $250 in, in there. And I kind of, I had a little bit of anger issues because I thought if something happened, my bike is worth way more than that. And so I put in a call to the insurance company and that leads into the blue pylon. Uh, the gentleman, his name was Einar. He fixed the issue and they, somebody just typed in the wrong amount. It was supposed to be the 79 hundred or whatever it was so he fixed that and for a red pylon i would like to send that to my hairstylist shelly at flipside here in nanaimo um on the recommendation of from a friend uh to straighten my hair normally i wear it curly and uh she did a trim and did a, a straightening of it and i got a ton of compliments on it so yeah so i want to send a red pylon to her for doing such a wonderful job Good. GM, do you have anything to say on pylon shadows tonight? Nope, no pylon shadows for me. Jimmy, you go ahead. And for you. Jimmy, I want to hear your pylon shadows. Actually, I have a I have a really good one. Um so I I know now that it was a woman, so it's a, a red red pylon, but uh so I got a random thing sent to me at the radio station. Uh on on the Friday, we were talking about um, air fryers and, you know, are they good or whatnot. And then on the Monday, one showed up for me at work. Someone bought me a a, a air fryer, and it was a good one. It's the two-basket one. And I'm like, sweet. And I did, uh, like, I posted on social media who sent this to me, who, like... They would not take credit for it, but then I found out offline that, uh, like, that it was a friend of mine that just went, "I think you deserve one," and uh, her name was Naomi. But I went like she did not take credit for it. It, it was it was kind of funny, but like an air fryer, like it was so cool. And have and you cooked like, something the, in it yet? Have you cooked anything uh, in it? Okay, I guess that's where that's where the black pylon comes in, I guess, if you're going to go there. Because I've been talking to Locke all week about this air fryer because I was going to take it home on uh, I was going to take it home tomorrow. And and then he then he goes, "Hey, um I've decided we're going to do we're going to do air fryer Friday. So I have to leave it at work." For another week, so we can do air fryer Friday on work. So I've uh, at work. So I've had this air fryer for it'll it'll be three weeks by the time I can take it home. And wow. And 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 he's like, no, we need to do this. And I'm just like, I wanted. We have a long weekend. I could try all kinds of stuff on a long weekend. And yeah, so Lachlan okay. is my black pylon. Can't you, can't you take it home and then bring it back? Uh, he, that's, that's a totally different story. He, oh, okay. 
I did uh, I did Cavendish fries in my air fryer. Uh, they're straight cut, and I threw in a little bit of seasoning salt, and oh my god, they were so to die for. Bandit and I just we we mount out on those things. Half a bag of Cavendish fries. They were good. They were really good. Did that earlier tonight. I've got so many. Um, I've got people helping me, uh, kind of searching, uh, the owner operators, uh, manual out there, uh, uh, you know, different packages and stuff from different companies. And, um, I'm just looking around, you know, and, uh, I've got, uh, my Dave and Sherry, uh, my owner operator couple, uh, out from uh, Saskatchewan. They're helping me out crunching numbers. Um, they've given me great advice. I can't say enough. Um, I had another lady just come back in my life, a friend after, uh, a falling out and she was an owner operator. So she's been helping me quite a bit because, uh, as a new owner operator, I don't know what uh, all the things look for and it's quite a science i could tell you that um and uh, my uh safety compliance officer usually you don't get along with them um they're usually kind of somebody you kind of stay away from she has been helping me immensely um she took a real good shine to bandit just love bandit so she's helping me uh, with the new e-log system because it's got a few glitches in it that i couldn't figure out she's been helping me out so uh jen gets a blue pylon uh red pylon rather and then dave and sherry get blue and reds and well for black our new uh, producer computer guy will will be on and um he will be partaking in the discussions so that'll be good gm when we have the off the cuff uh show uh, the uh, off the cuff segment with you will can definitely throw in his opinion and, and uh he's very opinionated so he is definitely is going to add to the show i uh, want to give a final pylon shout out to someone that has done an amazing job editing and producing our podcasts since november um we call him power pav this is his last show that he's producing and um, we wish him all the best in his future endeavors and we know he will be successful in whatever he does because that is one motivated individual wouldn't you say corinne yes definitely wonderful job yeah thank you Pav. yeah yeah thank you pav Yes, okay. thank you, Pat, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a new future begins with Computer Guy Will uh, the next time that we have number 63 on, okay? And um, as we say, we're real truckers, real life, so things can happen at an instant and uh, where we can be delivering and whatnot. So if it does happen, I've already suggested to Corinne that she would be the new Highway Freaks host in my absence so get ready if you don't hear bright guy you're gonna you're going to have cruz and corinne um down your throats uh with the uh, hosting of another podcast just if i don't make it just in case i'll have to keep all these guys in line i'm sure you can crack the whip so <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna have to renew your snm subscription <laughs> I, think I, I have a couple of whips laying around here somewhere Oh, there you go. If, yeah. if not, if not, I can lend you one. I got dog collars. I've got whips. Um, <laughs> oh no! Sorry, sorry, oh. I'm, uh, sorry, I'm a stripper. It happens. Um, oh no! This we were just we were on such an uphill climb, and this just went downhill. So. Hey, you brought up whips and chains, and yeah, you know, oh no, chains, just whips. Yeah. Now we whips. know. Now we know your fetish. Whip, whips and chains may hurt me. But uh, 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> something you know something exciting. There's a difference between erotica and kink, and that is this. When you're erotic, you take the feather of a chicken, you rub it all over your body, from the top to the bottom, and boom. When you're kinky, you just use the whole goddamn chicken. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, Trucker uh, Brian, I'm so sorry. I started. I started GM on that. It was. I, I, you did. I, I, you I, did. I, I take. I see. As I said. As, as I said. As a human being, we have to admit our mistakes. I thought Brian yeah. mentioned the whip. He oh, kind of, oh yeah, that was that was just that was, that was just. Yeah, that part I did, but but, uh, but it's just I took it to a different level. <laughs> It was going so good, and then it just went right off the rails. Anyway, and with that, we're done for number Highway Freaks number visit 62. And as I always say, good night, and may the good news be yours.